Come on, yes, Whew. you did that right, everybody. You all did that right just now, yes. Oh man, I was just thinking about that, just this very moment, I was just thinking about the fact that when, when COVID struck our world uh, uh, in, in March, uh, I guess before March, but we sort of it hit us in March, I remember I, we went from, like, I went from speaking at three services per Sunday, and in fact, I'd also spoken that Thursday night for, for an event, and then all of a sudden, Saturday, we decided we're, we, we got to take everything online, uh, and, and from that point on, about two weeks after that, from that point on, I have spoken to an empty room. Uh, every sermon that I've preached has been to an empty room, so I'm so glad you're all here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This feels just amazing. I'm so glad to be uh, in this room with people. I'm so glad for us to be in a season now uh, like we've never seen before, like we've never experienced before. Uh, I mean, we've been in a season for a long time like we've never experienced before, but I have this hope and this dream and this belief that God is about to do something new. Uh, he's about to start something that we, we, we haven't experienced. He's about to, to uh, uh, start something that the world has never gotten to talk about. I think when we're going to be in heaven, and we're talking to Peter and James and John and being like, okay, guys, that changed a lot. But back in 2020, you know, everyone always says, everyone always talks about 2020 right now. I'm like, oh, 2020 is just the worst thing. I can't believe what if God's about to redeem 2020 as the launching point for the greatest move of God that we've seen on the planet. Man, I'm excited about that. And, uh, and so I really believe that God is up to something really, really special. My only regret today is that I'm not wearing Moses Lee's shoes right now. Uh, my only regret, only one, one regret today. Actually, actually, I've got my, uh, you, when I wear these white sneaks, I don't know if you're catching the white sneaks uh, on there or not, but when I wear these white sneaks, which actually match uh, Mariah Smith's white sneaks, uh, when I, when I wear these ones, usually the staff say, oh, Ev, you've got your Sunday night sermon shoes on right now. And since we don't have a Sunday night sermon anymore, I guess this is, this is what's happening. Hey, welcome to everyone who's, who's in the room now, everyone who's here with us from Comox, from Courtney, from Port Alberta. Come on, and online in your living room. <laughs> Welcome here. We're so glad to have you all as part of church. God's writing a cool story right now. We are in, uh, we are in strange and surprising, and, and you've probably heard it over and over and over and over, unprecedented times. And our God moves in unprecedented ways, I think, in unprecedented times. And now's the time when we can start to believe uh, uh, for, for something incredible. We've tried to follow God uh, the, this whole way through COVID. We've done our best to figure out what are you doing, God? How are you going to move in this time? And we've seen some really amazing things. We've, we've gotten to be a part of some incredible uh, new stories of people coming out to church and coming to be part of a, a community. We, we have right now small groups starting up in different cities from where we have any campuses or sites because online has gotten rolling. Like We've gotten some really cool things, but I'm so glad to be in this uh, another new page of this story. God's been writing a story for a long time uh, in Northgate, and, and uh, I was thinking back on uh, a little while ago, it's 
about four years ago, I was thinking back on what God was up to at that time. At that time, we had, uh, I had shown up, Kendall and our family, which was only four of us at that time, now we're five. We showed up here in 2015 and 2016, uh, the early stages in January, uh, we were having lots of power outages at the church. At that, at that point, we only had one service. Uh, we were running in one city. We weren't really doing uh, nearly as much with online presence. Uh, it was a totally different church. And I, I remember all of a sudden we're getting power outages. Like, man, what is going on? Like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to lead a church. We're trying to catch some momentum. We're trying to, trying to get something going. Like, we had this one big event where it's a movie night, and we're in a bunch of different rooms, and all these movies are getting started. Like, this is going to be awesome. Okay, guys, open the door. Power out. Like, uh, this is a movie night. Power outages don't work with movie night. So we had candlelight game night instead, uh, which was awesome. It was cool. But uh, then, then there's this one Sunday morning. And as a new pastor in a new space and a new ministry, trying to move something forward, believing God's got incredible things. Like every sermon I spoke then was like, God is taking us somewhere. He's moving us somewhere. Are you with me? Like, are we going? Like every, it just felt like God, God was just stirring up our hearts in such a big way. And then this one Sunday morning when we only have one service in one city, the power in that one space goes out. People are showing up to church and we're, and we're, we're evacuating the building. We're like, we can't be in here. The power's out. We're not supposed to let anyone in. And everyone's like grumbling outside and it's January. It's chilly and everyone's like, what are we going to do? You know, what, what's going to happen now? How are we, how are we going to uh, do what we're supposed to do? We've got to come in and worship. Everybody knows if you're going to be a church, you have to physically gather. And everybody knows if you're going to be a church, you have to do this worship song. And the preacher has to speak for this long. And everybody knows you have to do, if you want to do church, there's got to be coffee. And so, so <laughs> there's got some amens going, that one. I've missed the amens. I've missed the amens. Usually, by the way, when I speak to a room that's empty uh, with a couple cameras, and we've had like maximum four people for the last few months, if I ever tell a joke, which <laughs> I do a lot, uh, just kidding, uh, unless it's a bald joke. But anyways, if I ever tell a joke, I always like, I'm, I'm hanging out for a while. I think they're probably laughing at home. I'm just going to wait here for a while. Like, they must be howling. This is awesome. And carrying on, and like you're just trying to do it in the room, like, it, it, like it, you know when you're pretending to talk on a, on a phone, and you have to pretend you're actually saying that person's thing back to you if you want to do it right? That's what I had to do preaching in the last bunch of long time. Like, this is hilarious, right? And people would just be, I, I'm hoping people are doing that. Anyways, uh, we, we, uh, we had this, this, this moment, blackout. Power outage, January. All of a sudden, uh, uh, God starts stirring in my heart. Hey, you're still going. You're still doing it. You're still going to gather, Ev. So we called our friends over at Phil and Jenny Gallardi Academy. Nice. nice. And we, we, we uh, say, hey, uh, could we just come and meet? And I've got lots of people leaving the church by that point. I'm like, man, I'm a new pastor at this church. This is new for me. Uh, I don't really know all that I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure when people are leaving, this isn't a good sign. This doesn't feel that good. And I'm not feeling that uplifted. And it's like, can, it, can we come and meet at Phil and Jenny Gillardy Academy, which is like across town. It's over the bridge. If you're from the Comox Valley, you know the just absolute grueling traffic of the Comox 
Comox Valley over the bridge. Sometimes you have to wait for a whole light. Crazy. That wasn't the whole story either. So we go over to Phil and Jenny Glardy Academy. We show up into this place, and I remember us just cramming in in a very un-COVID fashion. And we, we show up into this room. We're trying to figure out the sound. We're trying to fiddle with things. Our, our worship team changes on the way over. Like, we're, we're, we're going in this moment. I'm thinking, ah, we just, the church is done. Like, we missed a Sunday. Everyone, like, if you miss a Sunday, they're going to go find another church or a new faith or a new something because I think everything must have just broken while well, we walked into that room and something just rose up in my heart. Something just started stirring up in my heart. I started feeling uh, a God speaking to me and to us in that moment where it felt like everything was sort of crumbling and broken. We got like half the church, maybe probably a quarter of the church is in the room. We're in a different space. The, the church is having blackout problems. Like we've got, we've got these issues going on. And in that space, I feel like God starts stirring up vision. Man, vision is so refreshing for the soul. In fact, I think it's something that God wants to do in us now. He wants to stir up our souls with vision. He wants to give us some fresh vision. We've, in, in many ways, we've allowed COVID to drive uh, 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 us for a period of time. And we, we believe we've landed with some vision at different points and tried some different things, but in many ways we've allowed distractions to drive us. There's something so good about vision, uh, uh, just refreshing and restoring your soul. And so in that space, uh, uh, I, had a, I had a message prepared for, for, for our original site, but as we're driving up, I'm like trying to rewrite it because the, the sermon I plan on speaking on is uh, you, if you want to be part of this, you need, to, you need to give financially, you need to serve, uh, it will give us your time, you need to invest yourself relationally. I'm like, that's not, right now is not the time to ask, see how bought in people are. Like we got a power outage, we're meeting in a different spot, I've got like a core, most of the church has already left. I better do like, instead my sermon better be about, hey, if you come next Sunday, I'll give you donuts. Like, that should be what my sermons are. Right now is not the moment that I go and say, you got to commit to this thing. And so I'm trying to rewrite my sermon while I'm driving, uh, which still was illegal then. But uh, so I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. I remember getting into the space and God says, you're given the same sermon F. Like, that's not going to fly, God. <laughs> Most people are already left us. <laughs> I got up. And this was the line I looked back this week. So what was the line, God, that you gave me? Griff likes lines. What was the line that you gave me in that moment, Lord? It was it, it, this was the line. It was when they got devoted that things exploded. <laughs> Come on. Can you imagine that moment where I'm like, okay, guys, I know the power's out in the church. I know we're meeting in a different space, it's kind of tiny. We don't have the cool lights and sound and all that stuff. Uh, I, I know that most of our church isn't here and we may have lost them for good. But here's what I wanna know. Are you in? Because God is stirring up something 
to do with vision. God is stirring up a new move. God is about to do something new in the Comox Valley. And, and, and in that time, I knew that God was doing something so special and so significant that, that I would so much rather do it with a quarter of the church that was bought in than 100% of the church that didn't want anything to do with it or was gonna constantly question it. It was time for God's vision to speak. It was time for him to invite people into it and time for him to start moving something and dreaming for something. So in that sermon, I said to the people, in Phil and Jenny Gallardi Academy, which is where some of you are sitting right now, in that moment I said, don't forget this moment because there's gonna come a time when God's gonna have us meeting here and many other places in Jesus' name. That's four years ago. Today we meet in Phil and Jenny Gallardi Academy and we're in Port Alberni and we're online and we're, 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 we're expecting so much more. I had no idea that the, the fulfillment of that dream and vision would come because of of the interruption of COVID. But God knows what he's doing. And God is doing something new again. So in that moment, I remember thinking, uh, I can't ask anyone to commit to anything. And when we did, we allowed God's vision to drive. People jumped in and we see, we've seen so many new things. At that point, we didn't, even have, we didn't have an internship. We didn't have a vintage discipleship. We didn't have uh, so many of the things that are going on right now. But God was just starting something up that was going to change our lives. I want you to know that I've got that same feeling. I got that same feeling. <laughs> and I feel just, I, I, I feel like you may be just as underwhelmed as people naturally would have when we showed up to Phil and Jenny Gillardi Academy after a, the lights went out and we didn't have anything that we were used to have. You may feel just as underwhelmed saying, well, this isn't a time for vision, this is COVID. This isn't a time for vision. I mean, we're all separated and doing our thing. I mean, we're, we're watching a screen for church. Like, this isn't a time for vision. This isn't a time when we expect God to move. We're just trying to navigate this rough sea and try to get to the other side of this. We're just trying to ride out the storm and see if God still wants to move on the other side of it. I want to tell you today that God is not saying I'm ready to move on the other side of this once it all settles down and Bonnie Henry says everything's good and now you can go back to this. Then I will move. God is saying, I'm starting a move right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to move you. I'm ready to shake things up. I'm ready to change things. I'm ready for you to be a part of it. And he is saying to you and me, are you willing to come on that? Do you want to go or not? Because he's gone. We call in this series that we're in right now, uh, set your sights. It'll play on words. It's always fun. And uh, it, when, when, we, when we said that, it was just, that was basically what it was. I'm like, oh, play on words, fun, carry on. <laughs> uh, but God has been challenging more and more that, that it won't be that when we set our sights up, that, that salvation comes and revival comes and when, when we do all that. It's not just gonna be when all of a sudden we set up our S-I-T-E-S sites. It's not just, oh, okay, good. We got Port Alberni, we got Comox, we got Courtney, we got online. Check, people should be saved, revival should come. We'll sit back and watch. I think God is, we're not doing sites for the sake of sites. We're doing sites for the sake of vision. It's not that we set up our sites that's gonna change the world. It's that we set our sites, S-I-G-H-T-S, on Jesus Christ. On heaven. And so we're not, gonna do, we're not gonna just do something because it seems right. In fact, if another church came up to me and said, how should we navigate COVID? I wouldn't go, okay, have you been to Port Alberni, Comox, and Courtney, and online? If so, get some sites, amen. 
I would say, have you looked to Jesus Christ? Because he wants to navigate you, this, this storm with you. He wants to do something incredible right now. He's ready to move, but you've gotta be willing to follow him. You gotta give up what you got so that you can go with them. And if you're not willing to go with them, then you might as well just, just shuffle off the bus and let others go with him who are ready. You kind of think that's the season that we're in. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's gonna be some people getting off the bus. That's okay. God, need, God sometimes needs some room on the bus to get some people who are passionately fired up about the work that he wants to do here and now. And so I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not gonna fight for every person that wants to leave the bus. I'm gonna swing the doors open and open the windows and everything and say, who wants on this bus to go where God is going? He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He wants to move us towards his way. I wanna see the work of God on Vancouver Island. <laughs> I just want to see that. I want to see the work of God in Vancouver Island. Let me tell you some scripture, Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Since, since you have been raised to new life with Christ. In other words, since you are a Christian. The Bible teaches us that when we become a Christian, we die to our sins and we're raised to new life in Christ. And so here Paul's saying, since you have been raised to new life with Christ. Here it is, set your sights on the realities of heaven. Isn't it funny how sometimes we prefer to see the realities of earth? Well, I would believe for heaven, but you know, I got a lot going on down here. Uh, I, would, I would invite heaven to come down to earth, but I got a lot of earth stuff happening. God, can you deal with my earth before I see? He's not saying, hey, resolve earth and then climb on up to heaven. He says, set your sights. Let your vision be driven by what is going on in heaven and by the one who sits on the throne there. He said, he said I, want you, I want you to set your sights on the one who's ready to move way beyond what you can empirically see in front of you, way beyond what the money or the people or the buildings or the limitations of COVID can see for your vision. Those aren't the vision shapers. Heaven is the vision shaper for us. So set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. Here we go, not the things of earth. Not the things of earth. So this is the first pandemic that I've pastored through. <laughs> and uh, there's been some things that I expected, probably some things that I didn't expect. COVID has, has done some incredible things for, for, for shaping things and shaking things up. As a pastor trying to navigate a pandemic, as a leader trying to lead a church the way that God is calling us to lead the, lead the church, I have just absolutely opposing views coming at me all the time. Here comes someone along saying, I cannot believe that you would gather at all. I can't believe you'd come anywhere near each other, six feet or nothing. I cannot believe you would do that. You are selfish. And I hear a lot of that. And then I also hear uh, uh, the, the flip side of that. I cannot believe you're living in fear and following the rules. And we get people who just have these crazy polarized ideas of what being a Christian in this season is. 
People, many people have come to me and talked to me about how this is end times. Don't you see that it's end times? Yes, I see that it's end times. And I've seen that it's end times from the time Jesus ascended to heaven and said, you can expect me anytime. I'm going to be back. You can look for me. You can be aware for me. I'm coming back. You are now living in end times. The disciples were so certain it was end times that they lived without, without so many things, believing that that's what they were in. Jesus is coming back. It's imminent. It's showing up at any moment. Yes, live like that. But that shouldn't change now. Now that COVID hits, like, well, end times, whoa, 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 what are we like? Well, all of a sudden, we've got these crazy polarized ideas. But what's going on? But what should we do? And if you don't do this, I don't know if I can be a part of that church. And if you do do this, I don't know if I can be a part of that church. If you follow all the regulations of, of Bonnie Henry, some people will say, uh, you know, the government has laid out these regulations. As long as you set some more and stay all the way back, then I can be part of your church. And the other people are saying, until you cross those boundaries, I don't think you have faith. How's a pastor lead through a pandemic like that? Here's how you do it. You set your sights on heaven. That's it. And people will say, well, if you set your sights on heaven, well, then that must mean you should stop living in fear. No one's living in fear. Honoring the government and honoring the, 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 the system, the structure, while sharing the gospel doesn't mean we're living in fear. So how do we do it? Fix your eyes on heaven. Not the things of earth, for you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in his glory. That's a good verse. That's a good chunk of scripture. That's something important and valuable to us. And, and, and uh, I, I just feel like God, we, we, I've been batting around, how do I start a series? How do I start uh, 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 this type of year off? It's not even September or we're in October. How do we get something like this going? We're in brand new uh, spaces, brand new time, never been to, uh, uh, we've never done Comox, uh, church in Comox the way that we're doing it right now. Uh, we're back to doing it in Port Alberni. Online is still going strong. What do we need to hear in this time? I just felt God over and over saying, it's time to give vision back to the church. It's time to help them remember who they are. It's time to remember that because often when people reject the church right now, it's because they've treated the church like a show. Well, if the show doesn't look how I want it to look, I'm out of here. I can't be part of that. Or, or people have looked at the church as if it should be the government. I'm going to watch the church. I'm going to see if it makes the right decisions or not. Mm, no, nope, not, I'm not happy with that. The church isn't something for all, of, all Christians to critique. That's not the purpose of the church. It's not a space that, that now Christians have a place to finally throw their criticism to say, is that a Christian entity or not? The, the church is a group of people moving for the mission of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God on this planet. We need to come back to the place of saying, what is actually the vision? What is heaven in this time? Not what is earth. Not what is, we're, we're not living in response to COVID. We're living in response to heaven in this time. We recognize the time we're in. We 
recognize that it's a unique time. We recognize there's different limitations and structure. And we also recognize that heaven has the final say in this season. God has the final say. He's the power. He's the life. He's the hope in this season. By the way, we also recognize all the great things that COVID has done. I'm not going to say COVID has done. Great things God has done through COVID. You know that right now, we're doing sites right now. Courtney Comox, Port Alberni. We would have never done this model, ever. And we wouldn't have done it because of uh, some of you deciding to leave the church because we're worshiping to a screen. <laughs> we would have said, oh man, we can't do that. People might leave. But here's the reality. People who are part of Northgate are gonna buy into a vision that's not just about my worship experience. It's about being missional to the world and sharing Jesus Christ with people outside of us. And people outside of us, often you get new believers coming like, oh, oh, cool, screen, right on. Social distance, I like that too. A mask, awesome, I got to sanitize, great. I don't have to hug, hallelujah. <laughs> like, these, are, these are good things, I, I like all these things. But all the Christians are like, give me a hug or else we're not Christians. Give me a hug. If you're not hugging me, we're not Christians. And if I have to worship to a screen, I don't think God can exist there. Do you actually think that God is, can do more through, through me and my, all of my flaws and all of my brokenness, a worship team with all of their flaws and all of their broke? Don't you think God can use a screen just as well? Don't you think he can move with his Holy Spirit? It was never about my words. It was always about his spirit. It was never about you being wooed by music. It was about his spirit moving when the church church rose up to call on his name to music, to lift him up and to glorify him to music. So right now I feel, maybe I'm going to regret this, I don't know, but right now I feel like I want to give you a real easy exit right now. If you don't want to be part of the church that's moving forward for Jesus Christ, go somewhere else. It's okay. It's probably a church that fits your preferences as far as COVID is concerned. But we're not going to change course because of, of, of what any person, including myself, says. We're going to follow what heaven says to us. We're going to go. We're going to move. And so for those of you who say, no, no, I'm feeling it. Holy Spirit's calling me. I feel, God, I feel, I feel he's calling me to something. I, I, I feel like I want to be part of this. I feel like I want to be part of what's going on. And, and, and maybe it's, it's back what I said earlier. It was when they got devoted that things exploded. Maybe that's about to happen. And you're going to all of a sudden get devoted in new ways. That you thought that you'd weather COVID. And if everything turned out okay, then maybe you'd start giving back to the church. Maybe you'd start serving. Maybe you'd start sharing your faith with people. Maybe then you would do all of these things. I believe that God is introducing you, welcoming you to a, diff a, a deeper level of devotion to the church than even pre-COVID for you. That you're going to discover that you want to pour your life into this thing because that has been the trend ever since Jesus died and left the church in the hands of these disciples. <laughs> that they poured out their life to it. So if you say, no, I, I'm, I'm feeling compelled here. I want to be part of this. 
I wanna continue the story that, that God is writing through Northgate for Vancouver Island. I wanna continue to be part of what's happening in Port Alberni and Comox and Courtney and online. I wanna continue to hear stories about four years ago when we're meeting in a space and prophesying over the space that God's gonna be there and now you are sitting in the, in the fulfillment of prophecy. If you're saying, man, I want that, I wanna be in it, I wanna be experiencing it, I wanna be living that. Even if you're, you can be online in your, your living room, you're, not, you're no less than of a Christian because you're doing a watch party in your living room, because you're, you're gathering people, because you're gathering your neighbors and coming to be a part of. In fact, you've got vision, you've got dreams, you've got, you're part of this. But here's what I wanna tell you we're a part of. For the next five weeks, we're gonna talk vision. And, and we sort of worked on this vision phrase. Here's who we're gonna be. If you wanna be it with us, Come and pour out your life like we are. Come and pour out your time and your heart and your money and your efforts, your gifts like we are, if you wanna be part of it with us. I'm so thankful to be a part of a church where I just, I can look everywhere, all over this room and see people who have poured out their lives to see Jesus glorified. I'm seeing Jan right now. <laughs> oh man, Jan. Jan came to the church, said, I want to be a pastor. <laughs> and she just started doing things in the church. She took on our common college ministry. She, she, she started helping and serving at Young at Heart. Her and Ron helped in the, in the lobby welcoming people. They then took on a soup and sandwich ministry. That's what about, we're about four days a week all of a sudden. And then she said, well, it's not quite enough. I'd like to start a, a discipleship program. We've got interns coming in from 18 to 25 year olds. We better get some retirees up in the house. So we, we're gonna start a, a whole brand new thing. I've heard of some internships. I've never heard of a vintage internship in my life. And Jan says, I'm running with the vision of God. I'm not running with what's normal here. We've got vintage disciples sitting in the room because Jan said, I'm gonna do what heaven has in mind rather than what earth has in mind. I'm so glad to have people like that in this church. I look around the room, I look around the church when I walk around, when I show up in Port Alberni, I'm seeing people saying, I'm ready to pour out my life for what God has. If all I have to do is give up my life and God's gonna move, I'm in. So here's our phrase that people are pouring their life out for. Here's who we are, here's who Northgate is. We are people, we're gonna say five weeks, there's five Ps. We are people in places participating in the presentation of the gospel with power. Hello. People in places participating in the presentation of the gospel with power. <laughs> We're gonna take five weeks and hit those things. But right now, I wanna invite you to give your yes to God. He's, he is inviting you. He's inviting you to his vision, to his plan, to his purposes on Vancouver Island. And you might, you might up until this point have been saying, yeah, I'll, I'll check how it's all, once it's all landed, once we're out of COVID, I'll see uh, where the church lands and I'll see if I wanna jump in at that point. God is saying, will you jump in right now before it's all settled? Will you get involved right now before everything all lines up? If everything all lines up, it's not called vision anymore. Vision is seeing something that God is yet to do. 
He's about to do. He's ready to do if the church will say, I'm a yes, God. What's it going to take? My time? I'll give my time. It's going to take my, I'm going to have to be friends with that person that I don't really like. I'll do that. I'm going to have to give money. Okay, I'll do that. How much? That much? Oh, yes, I'm in. Like, how am I? What, what do I need to give, God? I want to see what you have. See, us giving up earth and the concerns of earth is when we start to take on heaven and the vision of heaven. The Bible teaches that's when we die to this life. The verse I read before, Colossians 3, 3, for you died to this life. If you're a Christian, you died to this life. And your real life is hidden within Christ in God. Some of you today who are taking part in this online, Comox, Courtney, Port Alberni. You've, you've, you've maybe never known that Jesus has a life for you, that, 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 that heaven can touch down into your life, that your vision doesn't have to be restricted to your earthly possessions, your earthly talents, your, your earthly capabilities and capacity, your earthly relationships, your earthly pandemics. Your life does not have to be limited to those things. If you will allow those things to be laid down in Jesus' name, if you will allow those things to die in your life, you will start to know the life that is in Jesus Christ. You get to have new vision. You'll get to set your sights on heaven rather than just what's here. So today, if you say, man, I I want that. I want to have new eyes. I want to have new vision. I want to have new sight. I don't want to just see, I don't want to just see all my concerns here. I want to see heaven. I want to see the direction that that, that heaven, I want to see the, the, the heavenly GPS in my life. That's what I want. If you say that's what you want, I want to give you a chance to respond today. Wherever you're at, whatever site you're in, whatever home you're in, wherever you're at, you can just raise your hand today. Say, I want that heavenly GPS. I want that heavenly GPS, and so I'm not going to let my earthly concerns d- dictate the direction that I walk and dictate the way that I live. I'm not going to let my worldly possessions drive my decision-making. I'm going to let heaven speak into that one. Jesus, I just pray for every person who raised their hand. Give them a heavenly perspective in Jesus' name. I pray for the death of the earthly things. I pray that they would just have all of a sudden no power in each person's life. Money, no power. Time, no power. Influence, no power. That there would be no power in in prestige. There'd be no power in sin and pornography and drugs and alcohol. That those things would have no power anymore. They don't get to dictate the direction of their lives. Instead, I pray that they would have heavenly vision. That they would see in heavenly ways. And all of a sudden, their direction in life will be driven by the Holy Spirit of God because the earthly person is gone and the heavenly one gets to walk in new life. Jesus, help each one of them. And for some of you today, 
I just want to talk to, to those who maybe you've, you've recognized in this that, that you're, you're, you don't want to hear about vision or you haven't been thinking about vision because you've been thinking about how do I navigate COVID? That's all you've had. And looking at the church and saying, are they doing it right? Not right. Politicians, right, not right. Are they doing this right or not right? Mm -mm -mm -mm. Your life has become about distractions. Those are not heavenly things. And if today something stirs up in your heart, you say, I just want to be part of what God is doing. And I've gotten lost in distractions, then today is a good day for you to respond as well. So if you just say, I want to be brought back to the vision. Not first of Northgate, first of heaven. But we sure believe that God's given us a vision that's heavenly. If you say, I want to be brought back to the vision, why don't you just raise your hand. I'm just going to pray for you. And we're going to wrap up. Jesus, thank you for every hand. Thank you that you do not leave us visionless. In fact, your word says that without vision, the people perish. Sometimes we live without vision because we're so consumed with the, the visionless earth <laughs> that we're in. But God, I just pray that you'd stir something up anew in us. In this unlikely time, would you do unlikely things with unlikely people? Would you accomplish greater now than we've ever seen in any season when we should be thriving? God, now in COVID when we should be suffering, when we should be uh, breaking down, when we should be disunified, when we should be all of these things, I pray for a unity like we've never known in Jesus' name. I pray for an influence like we've never known in Jesus' name. I pray for impact in lives and salvations and many, many to come to know you in Jesus' name. Teach us, Lord. Teach us how to walk with you. Let us be people and places participating in the presentation of the gospel with power. Help us, Lord. We need you. Let us know that touch of heaven and vision of heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.